Welcome to Potluck, a podcast from the Great Plains Conference. I'm David Burke from the Conference Communications Office. Thank you for joining us. One of the longest standing traditions in Methodism, perhaps more so in the Great Plains, is the Potluck Dinner. Everybody brings out their best to share with their friends and fellow church members. Sometimes you know what you're going to get, sometimes you walk away with something unexpected. That's our goal here at the Potluck Podcast. It's a salute to the inspirational ministries in churches large and small in the two state areas and sometimes beyond. If you walk away feeling nourished and fulfilled, we've done our job. Welcome to Potluck. In my own shorthand and in communications with our four guests today, I've referred to them as the women of justice. If that term conjures thoughts of superheroes, well, maybe we're off to a good start. The four of them represent five districts in the Great Plains Conference, all of which recently added coordinators who are expressly concerned with justice issues. They are Marcy Bender in the Missouri River District in Nebraska, Beth Graverholt from the Blue River District in Nebraska, Carter Ellis in the Kansas City District in Kansas, and Jeannie Kuntz in the Salina and Hayes Districts in Kansas. So for the Women of Justice, welcome to Potluck. First of all, I guess let's let's kind of go around and start. What what brought you to these positions? You all have varying backgrounds and kind of get up to speed on on what brought you to the place you are today. Let's start with Beth. Thank you. Um, so I came to this position um, partly out of seminary. I was looking for an internship uh, for my classes at Isla School of Theology, and I've been doing um, mercy and justice work uh, at a, at a local level um, for a few years now in the Blue River District and I approached our DS and asked her if um, perhaps I could take that to the, the district level and be a coordinator as for my internship this year um, with school. And so that's kind of how I fell into this position. Marcy, how about you? I have ever since I entered ministry about 13 years ago, I've always been involved in uh, mercy and justice work. And so I spent the last six years um, as an executive director of an outreach mission. And so um, when I was approached about this uh, appointment, it seemed like the next natural step is to facilitate justice work and use all the experience that I had gleaned over the last 13 years. Or 12 right. years. A long time. <laughs> because you were in uh, at Pittsburgh, Kansas, correct? Yes, I was at Pittsburgh, Kansas, and um, am now in Nebraska. Go Huskers. <laughs> all right, all right. Jeannie, how about your, your background? Um, I am a deacon candidate and passionate about mercy and justice ministries in that um, deacon calling. Um, done a lot of work and with poverty ministry in my own community and um, had a discussion with uh, District Superintendent Williamson and she wanted to embark on a new journey with justice ministry in our districts and so she decided to use me to do that since I was passionate about that and I'm looking for a way to use my passion and my skills in the district. Great. Carter, how about you? What what brings you here? Well, as far as uh, arriving at, at a call to, to justice, um, my call to ministry actually came in a congregation that opened its doors to the community. 
Um, in fact, it was the only way the community was going to, or the congregation was going to survive. They're down to about 10 people and they were in a um, multi-ethnic, lower income neighborhood. Um, and it was there where I felt like that's the church being the church. Um, it was a church that was addressing issues of um, economic difference, um, racism, um, homophobia, all of those things in worship and in their ministries. And so I feel like um, at the hub where I am in the Kansas City District, I'm finally coming back home to the church, reaching out to the community and getting to serve in that way. Along the way, I served in nonprofits and I'm an elder and have served as a local pastor for about seven years as well. Great, great. Now that we all know you a little bit, um, what does justice look like in your respective districts? Things look different in Omaha than they do in central Kansas. And things look different in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska than they do in uh, on the Kansas side of, of Kansas City. Are there issues, I've heard of issues, obviously racial issues just about everywhere, gender issues, of, of poverty levels is what I've heard from uh, Jeannie's uh, supervisor, her boss, Dee Williamston. Uh, but, but in each of your districts, what does justice look like, do you think? Let's reverse start here. Let's start with Carter this time. Yeah, in our district, it's really interesting because it consists of a lot of different counties surrounding Kansas City. So with Wyandotte County, we have one of the lowest income counties in Kansas um, and the most, one of the most under-resourced counties surrounded by Johnson County which is um, full of resources and one of our wealthier, if not wealthiest counties in Kansas. And then we also see a divide in Methodism. Um, we have some very strong um, and, and large churches in Johnson County and not a lot of smaller churches in Wyandotte County and a lot of churches in Wyandotte County have actually had to close in the recent years. And so what justice looks like for us is um, bridging that divide. Um, and there's so many different layers to that, right? Like you've named the, the poverty, the class, um, the um, racism, um, is, is systemic racism exists. Um, there's a lot of different cultural barriers as well. Um, for example, um, the Argentine neighborhood where I am is predominantly Mexican-American um, community and, and about half the community um, speaks Spanish. Um, and so there's, a lot of those layers, but I think that the heart of the justice for, for all of these is um, recognizing that um, our salvation, our liberation is directly tied to that of others. I think Audre Lorde has a quote um, that I'm gonna paraphrase, but it's something along the lines of, um, we're not, like I'm not free until you're free, even if we're bound by different things. And so I think for us, justice is getting folks in these different communities to recognize that we are all seeking liberation and freedom and justice, but we're bound by different things. Great. Jeannie, how about you? So um, in the Hutchinson and Salina districts, we've kind of met um, in Hutchinson, we met with each network. And then in the Salina district, we met with the network leaders and we talked about justice um, issues in each of those areas. And I mean, there is a lot of poverty um, and um, drug abuse issues and things like that. But we also heard a lot about mental health access. Um, and so there's a lot of concerns about suicide rates and um, especially like mental health for men 
So um, in some of our areas, there's not like local um, psychologists or psychiatrists that are men. And a lot of times men don't want to talk to other people. So we've seen a lot of, um, you might have access to health, but it's not in your community. You have to drive um, or it's not of the um, same gender or the, the people that you would want to, that you would open up to. So um, we're still kind of trying to uncover the different justice issues, but trying to help each network and church kind of see what that is in their area, because it may not be um, the same as it is in Kansas City. And then, of course, we've also seen, you know, systemic racism and um, some of our communities have that a little bit more than others. So those are kind of the primary um, justice issues we've seen so far. All right, Marcy, how about you? would say for the Missouri River District. So the Missouri River District lines um, the eastern side of Nebraska. So we have rural churches, rural small membership churches. We have urban small membership churches, urban large churches, and then all the metro. So we have this vast array of churches in this district and it, it's really hard to pinpoint one thing um that is or one issue i mean obviously we've we've named um you know racism um xenophobia uh one of the one of the things that's happening in our smaller communities is transportation hearing a lot about lack of childcare. Um, and then of course with COVID and the COVID vaccine um, in Omaha, Omaha is very divided. There's the North side, there's the South side. Um, it is disproportionately affecting our communities of color, um, access to adequate healthcare, um, deciding on who's going to get the vaccine, how they're going to get it, how they're going to get there, um, topple that with uh, uh, um, large African population um, because there we have lots of meat packing plants in Omaha. Um, there, there's just a lot of stuff. And our churches do a really, really great job of mercy work and we have a few churches that are doing justice work, but to get all of our churches from those small membership churches to those um, large metro churches to understand what justice is, um, that is my job. That is the concentration of my job at this moment. Not so much to concentrate on one issue, just what is justice, like Carter said, what does justice mean when you hold it up against the Bible? Um, it's a reflection of, you know, I am because you are, you know, I, we're all stronger together than we all apart. So what is that? How do we get the, the least strong of us to be stronger? So um, that, that's what's happening in Omaha at the moment. All right. Beth, how about you in the Blue River District? Yeah, so I would echo what Marcy shared about our United Methodist churches being really great at mercy, um, but most of them still wondering what justice means. Um, and I think 
in, ma in many of our congregations, there are a few people at least who do understand justice, who are interested. And what I see my role as being right now is engaging with those folks and connecting them to each other. Um, and in the long run, hopefully the number of those people grows and grows. And so that we have a really, a really strong group of, of justice seeking United Methodists um, in our district who are all connected and who all feel like they're doing meaningful work together and making a difference. Because what I've observed from all these little groups is, um, you know, they, they do a study on anti-racism or they take an action or they write to their legislatures. But at the end of the day, they feel like, well, it's just five of us. So what can we do? Um, and so my vision is really to connect all of those like-minded people so that they, they can make a bigger impact. Um, in terms of the issues that, that folks are concerned about, I think both on, in the urban and rural parts of our district, poverty is big, drug addiction is big, uh, and mental health care. I would say those are probably the biggest, um, biggest issues that I hear. And I'm encouraged as I meet with um, clergy in networks um, by, by the ways that they're identifying issues. And if they haven't, the ways they um, are, are dreaming up doing that, like hosting town halls that are sponsored by the church. Um, that's not something you see every day. And so I think that's a great idea. Um, and so, yeah, just connecting all those, all those people and all those dots together is kind of what I'm working on in the district right now. Thank you, everyone. We will return with more with the Women of Justice right after this. Matthew 28 tells us to make disciples of Jesus Christ, but how can you do that? You can help by providing some inspiration each morning to someone else. Just go to www.greatplainsumc.org slash daily devotions. Once there, you'll find a QR code and a link to a sign-up page. Pick your day and your topic. If you need some assistance, there's even a link to the Vanderbilt University Daily Lectionary. Follow the instructions for submitting your devotion, and you've done your part to help inspire and encourage others in their Christian walk. Again, that's www.greatplainsumc.org slash daily devotions. Help make more disciples today. Welcome back to Potluck. We are talking with the Women of Justice, the four uh, coordinators of justice ministries uh, representing five districts in the Great Plains Conference. Beth uh, Graverholt from the Blue River District, Marcy Bender from the Missouri River District, Jeannie Kuntz from the, uh, not the Hayes, the Hutchinson and Salina Districts, and Carter Ellis from the Kansas City District. Um, something each of you had, or two of you had mentioned earlier, and I guess uh, get everyone involved in the discussion a little bit here, and maybe some interaction between you. We talked about mercy and justice and the differences between the two. We have a mercy and justice coordinator at the conference level in the person of Dr. Kalaba uh, Chali, who has to have that title for, for many years now, but, but we, we group mercy and justice together and yet um, it looks like they're, they're trying to make a separation. How do you distinguish between mercy and justice for the people who 
think maybe that they are the same thing. And if anyone of you wants to ju uh, jump in or <laughs> I could po start pointing fingers. So I like to tell the story about uh, the babies in the river. And so there are these babies in the river and this woman walks up and starts grabbing these babies out of the river so they won't drown. And another woman walks up and asks the woman, why are you, like, what's up with all these babies? Why are these babies, you know, coming down the river? And the lady's like, I don't know. I'm just getting all the babies out of the river. And so this lady decides, I'm going to go up the river and see the reason why the babies are being put in the river. So Mercy is taking those babies out of the water. It's meeting that immediate need. It's solving, you know, a, a direct problem. Going upstream to see what's going on is dealing with an issue. So it, it's trying to figure out why, why do these folks have to put the baby um, is it because they can't feed them? Is it because they're unsafe? Is it because they're sick? Whatever. So that's how I distinguish the difference between mercy and justice. Is one is mercy is helping an immediate need. Justice is providing a, a solution to a long-term issue that, uh, that inhibits somebody from living the best life or the most equitable life possible. Seems like a good explanation. Uh, others of you have something to add to the to her definition? Um, in the um, discussions I had with the networks in my districts, we talked about that kind of concept. I liked that illustration, but that immediate need and then the systemic like underlying issues. But I kind of also explained like maybe an intermediary step because um, when you start talking about justice and systemic long-term people start to think about, well, what about the people? Like you can't stop doing mercy work, right? Um, you've got to kind of work on both at the same time. And um, through the work I've done here in Hutchinson and with poverty work, we've talked about um, that need to walk alongside somebody for a longer term. So immediate need like mercy work is like, I'm gonna donate food, right? Or I'm gonna donate clothes and I have now done my mercy deed. Um, but there's kind of a more extensive mercy work that kind of flows into individual justice when you walk alongside somebody, when you build that trusting relationship and you help somebody move from um, and instability to you know sufficiency or to like a point where they're thriving so you've helped them walk along um, and when we talk about that we can kind of think about poverty but you can talk about it in other justice issues as well so how do we get from um, the mercy to getting this person more stable um, so I think of that as like a more long-term like relational work that has to be done one-on-one -on -one, sometimes in small groups and then on the other end is that systemic justice, like what is the root cause that's causing all of these people to have this problem and how do we um, get to that work? And so we talked about those three levels um, and that all of them kind of have to be worked on at the same time. But if we never get to the systemic root cause, then we're always going to be doing that immediate mercy work um, with no end in sight. Pastor Carter, Carter. Yeah, I I agree with um, you know what both of uh, Marcy and, and Jean were saying is that it's multi-layered 
Um, and I think one of the biggest injustices that um, communities like like Kansas City, Kansas experience um, is that they're labeled as by their needs and by what they lack, as opposed to the gifts and the resources that they have in their individuals. And when we fail to see that, I think that we fail to see um, those individuals as created in the image of God. And so one of the ways I think that we can um, do some of the justice work while we're doing the mercy work, while we're caring for the immediate need is um, by reminding and inviting people into that vision of themselves, by getting them to identify their own gifts and graces and then to support them, um, whether that's financially or it's through encouragement or through networking and neighboring, um, to support them to live into those, those gifts that they have. Um, because yeah, we've got to figure out that, that bridge between the mercy and then a lot of times the justice work is systemic policy change that takes forever <laughs> to get to. And so how do we, how do we bridge that gap in the, in the meantime? And, and it's how we interact one-on-one -on -one with folks. And I also, oh, David, can I add oh. something? Sure. So I think, it, I think one of the, also one of the things to piggyback on what uh, Jeannie said about relation, you know, it's, it's walking with the people to figure out solutions. You know, it, it's honoring, it's giving voice and space to their issues, how it affects them. Um, and, you know, the, I, I, I think it does not become justice when we think there's an issue we meaning the people that um, that are not having poverty or or are, are uh, victimized by the system. When um, we when those folks come in to do the work and disregard the neighborhood, I, I think it turns into something way different than justice work. We got to walk with the folks to figure out what's going on, um, and and as Jeannie said, develop the relationships. All right. We will return with more from the Women of Justice right after this. Good news. Christ is still very much alive and well working in the world today. I'm Todd Seifert, and I invite you to check out my podcast in layman's terms. Once a month, this podcast tells stories of people serving the risen Christ in the world today. Other weeks of the month, I share a reflection on a passage from the Bible aimed at people who with no background in Scripture, who find the Bible difficult to understand, or who just feel like they need a refresher on parts of our sacred texts. And it's all done in plain English, in layman's terms. So find my podcast on the Great Plains Conference website at www.greatplainsumc.org slash podcasts. back with the new uh, justice coordinators for five of the districts in Kansas and Nebraska. Beth Graverhold from the Blue River District, Marcy Bender from the Missouri River District, Jeannie Kuntz from the Salina and Hutchinson districts, and Carter Ellis from the Kansas City, Kansas district. Uh, we talked about the, the different kind of justice there is out there, the different kind of 
of discrimination there is out there. And we've talked about racial and gender discrimination and, and poverty discrimination. And I think you'll agree this is nothing new. We've, 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 these problems have been around for years and decades and, and centuries even in some cases. Why do you, each of you think this was a good time for the conference, for your districts to, to add someone in your position? Beth, we can start with you. Yeah, so for me and, and our district superintendent in our first conversations, uh, this, this year, this annual conference year was the perfect time because it, our theme was seek justice as an annual conference. Oh. And so those, the, all the, well, in our district, all of the churches had to fill out the, the seek justice form as part of their paperwork. Um, I think in some places it was optional, but um, Reverend Tomlinson made everybody fill it out here. Um, and so that became a great entry point for me to sort of engage people like, hey, you're filling out your seek justice forms. What did you find as you did that? What did you talk about? Um, what were the areas of concern um, or areas where you feel like um, you realized you had some strength? Uh, and so, so that's what made like this year just a really good time to, to start this position and, and start these conversations. Uh, lined up with where the whole conference uh, was focused. Great. Marcy? I would agree with Beth. It just fell in line with, you know, the annual conference. We know that, you know, we, Bishop Sines is, uh, has a heart for justice. He has talked about it um, since the very beginning um, of his time at the Great Plains annual conference. And I think that, you know, there, there's something to be said when um, you, the conference comes up with this idea, you know, come on, comes up with this platform. Um, and then, uh, for better lack, uh, puts their money where their mouth is um, <laughs> and says, hey, it's time to do this and let's invest in these folks and, and get it done. And so, you know, I think we're all creating models that can be represented throughout the United States in different conferences. And I think that's really exciting that the Great Plains has invested in, you know, four folks um, in different phases of their journey um, toward ordination. Uh, and Carter's already an elder, but, um, and, you know, we're just, we're creating our own paths. So it, it's, uh, it's, it's a really cool time to be in the Great Plains Annual Conference. Carter? Yeah, I think that the something like the hub, like a district-wide effort um, to, to kind of combine and, and unite the effort across the counties in Kansas City has been a dream of Reverend Gatobu's and, and the districts for a while. I'm grateful that the stars aligned for it to happen this year, but I think having a, a district-wide focus um, in a season where, you know, we couldn't have predicted, or, or I know that the, the hub and this effort couldn't have, was happening uh, before we even predicted COVID happening or the increased um, energy and movement for racial justice this year, but also in the season of our denomination um, where there is a lot of division among us and a lot of uncertainty, especially um, leading, leaning into 2020 about what was gonna happen to us as United Methodists have a central um, focus for the district where people are coming from all different corners of the counties and the area to unite in um, an opportunity to serve together is really a, 
a unique opportunity, even when we didn't predict all that was on our plate um, during this season. Exactly. Jeannie, how about you? I would agree with what everyone else has said in regards to the focus that the conference has. I also think the um, networks that have been set up have been kind of needing to focus on something um, and having them focus together on justice, since it is such a hard topic to kind of tackle for some churches to say, hey, why don't we do this together? Because this is something that we as a church um, body and a, the body of Christ should be doing together. And um, the other thing I think about is um, something that kind of struck me earlier about what Carter said about the church um, that you're a part of that kind of had that justice focus had had to to survive. And I think um, in order to be the hands and feet of Christ in the world, it involves justice. And to order to be the church and to be a thriving church, it involves justice. So as we look to continue to build thriving communities and um, churches that reach outward and not just look inward, that justice is a, a vital component of that. Great, great. The four of you represent five districts in our conference, and we have 17 districts in our conference. You're obviously, the uh, at least three of you are in the some of the, the larger districts that we have, but there are 12 or so districts out there that do not have a justice person, that, that do not have a, a pinpoint person, and obviously they have churches and individuals who have an interest in justice ministry or want, want perhaps to get involved with justice ministry. What advice would you give individuals and churches who are maybe thinking of putting their, their toe in the water to increase their justice ministry uh, mission out there? And I'll, I'll, I'm going in line with who's on my Zoom here. So I'll, I'll start with Carter first. Yeah, I think the, the first thing to do is to remember that you don't have to do it alone. And in fact, like we're called to, to do this work together in community. And so start with the door that's closest to yours, um, your neighbor. And so whether that closest door is um, 10 feet away or if it's uh, 10 miles away, um, there's folks that, that are in our communities that we can be a part, that we can um, join together with um, for this work for justice, for this work of bringing healing and hope to our communities. Jeannie, what, what advice would you have? Kind of look to where the mercy work is already been being done in your community or where um, others are already doing justice and kind of like what Carter said, join with them. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel or go fix all the problems. Um, we're not fixers. We're just kind of there to walk alongside people and, and give voice to the voiceless. Um, and then just remembering that like to use the language of experimentation. So try one experiment of justice and, and learn from it and see where it goes. Marcy? I would say, call me. Like, pick <laughs> up the phone and call me. Like, let's have a conversation. Let's, um, you know, email me. If you don't want to talk to me, I'm a little much, I know that. Um, uh, email me and, and let's have a conversation and see if you, you know, know what's going on or see what your ideas are. And, you know, I've had a conversation with all these ladies. I did not know them before, uh, but, well, I knew Jeannie because of Mercy and Justice, but Beth and Carter, I did not know until I started this position. Um, you know, that's the best part about the United Methodist system is that we have this connection. And um, 
if I don't know somebody, somebody knows somebody and it just, it just happens. So if you want to know about justice, if you have an idea about mercy, if you want to see what's going on, give me a call. I will give you resources to help you um, walk this path or email me, whichever you want to do. But even I am here. Yeah, even if you're I not am, in the Missouri River District then, right? Even if I'm not, even, even so, I am available. I, again, I think it's amazing that the Great Plains is doing this. I want to help folks. Um, if we all do a little, what is that? Many hands make light loads. If we all walk in the way that we are called to walk, if we, you know, like Abraham, if we say, let my people go, or not Abraham, Moses, oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> if we say, Moses, you know, let my people go. If we're all saying that same cry, the, the world is going to change. Um, so we, sometimes you just need that conversation to spark the fire. So I'm available to you. I, I, uh, I'm in it. I'm, I'm in it to win it. All right. All right. Beth, how about you? Yeah. So I would say, I, you know, I think any of like Marcy, I love to talk to people too, no matter where they're from. I think any of us would, but also, um, you know, your pastor is now connected to the network. And so even if justice isn't their, you know, passion or they don't feel like they're resourced, they should now be networked to another pastor who may be. Um, you can talk to our district superintendents. Um, and then I believe that the way that the conference is kind of structuring, every district has a liaison at the conference office now. And they're all sort of, um, staying informed with what's going on in every department, including mercy and justice. So no matter who your district liaison is, you can contact them and say, hey, I'm interested in justice. And they are able to, to connect you to opportunities to do justice. I'd also say there's other great, you know, nonprofit advocacy organizations across our states um, that are, are working not just in our bigger cities, but also in the rural areas, um, like Nebraska Appleseed and Civic Nebraska um, are ones I'm aware of that are reaching out into the rural areas. I know we have an organizer that the conference has hired with a group called WORK, um, who is going specifically into the rural areas to focus on justice issues. Um, and so those are just a, a few other avenues uh, to, to reach out to. Great, great. We are recording this on the first full week of 2021. And uh, the beginning of a new year, it's always a time to look ahead. And I'm sure each of you have uh, some plans about uh, what you would, projects you would like to see in the upcoming year that, that would, you'd like to come to fruition. And was just kind of uh, picking your brains a little bit to see what goals you have for your, for your districts and, and what you hope to see coming up in the, within the next year. And let's, uh, let's start it off with Jeannie. We're hoping that our networks will come up with one experiment, justice experiment, um, that they plan to try in 2021. You know, and the churches within that network can come up with their own, but I'm really excited to see when we get the feedback um, and their ideas, how many of them might be on the same issue that then we could then connect those networks together to make um, more, either more change or lighter, a lighter load because they're working together to figure out how to tackle that same issue in their own communities. Great. Uh, Marcy, how about you? 
so it just so happens that my uh, ordination project um, has to do with our networks um, and getting, so um, our district trained me uh, in a couple different ways to be a facilitator for, uh, for a workplace profile thing. Um, and then um, I'm also a trained conflict mediator. And so working within the networks, we're going to all work together, um, hopefully four times this year, um, and figure out how we are more alike than different. Um, and then figure out because of that likeness, what we want to use our social capital to change. You know, churches have a lot of untapped social capital. Uh, folks fill a lot of boards and um, have a lot of uh, presence in their communities that they could use for change. And so getting all of our networks to work cohesively um, trained in the same fashion, um, and then figure out where to put their weight behind um, for 2021 will be pretty exciting and hopefully help me get ordained. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm excited about that. Um, I'm also, we're also working on, or uh, I'm working on, I'm working with the Immigrant Legal Center um, to write some justice-focused devotions for Lent. So I'm pretty excited about that. A lot of this uh, position in the Omaha area has been to work with area nonprofits. And so, you know, building that bridge as well, along with building the bridge in the network. So, you know, strengthening those um, bonds with the uh, area nonprofits and seeing where I can give my talents to them um, is going to be pretty cool. And uh, this devotion series will also be pretty uh, awesome for the pastors to use in our district and um, see what happens from there. Sounds good. Beth, how about you? So one of the first things that we're hoping to, to do in 2021 is a district-wide uh, study um, around anti-racism. And so, as I mentioned earlier, we've had a lot of churches do that, at, you know, within their own congregations, and they've had five or ten people participate. Um, but there's been a lot of folks who haven't participated in such a study, a lot of laity, actually, who have facilitated the studies, who set, have have told their pastors, I'd like to do that again. Um, and so we can get to a bigger pool of folks if we engage the whole district and, and maybe get to some, to some people in smaller congregations or in more rural congregations who haven't had the opportunity to participate um, and do that learning yet. Um, the second thing that I'm working on is sort of, you know, as, as we have conversations with people um, across our, our area and learn what they're passionate about, um, the way that I'm envisioning connecting them is through missional communities um, that are focused on specific mercy and justice issues. Um, so gathering all of the people that are interested in uh, addressing racial justice together as a community that meets regularly and has some some organization and a mission, um, getting those folks together, but naming that not everybody has, that doesn't have to be everybody's main 
community and main area of ministry. Maybe they're, uh, someone else is really passionate about um, ministries to address hunger and let's gather all those folks together um, to help us all see the big picture and uh, spread our net as wide as we can and get to focus on those things that we're all really passionate about. So forming those kind of smaller circles um, of, of people within our district focusing on different mercy and justice ministries is one thing I'll be working on. Great. Let's wrap it up with Carter. How about uh, Kansas City District for 2021? So our goal, um, at least at the, the hub for this new year, is relationships. Like relationships, relationships, relationships. And that comes um, with building relationships with folks in the community, as well as allowing folks um, in our United Methodist District uh, to connect with folks in the community as well. And so I feel, I felt a lot like the wise men this year, not that I'm wise, but that uh, when they had to go home, they had to go home another way. So they had to pivot and kind of step out into the unknown and figure out how to, to do this um, without a map. And so I think COVID has invited all of us to do that. And so especially when it comes down to relationships, uh, figuring that out um, has been a little bit tough, but I'm, I'm excited in, in 2021, I hope that um, with the vaccine um, and with um, COVID hopefully going away, we could do things like a big community gathering and um, community meals where people can um, actually have a conversation while they're at a table together. We've got things in the works for um, an art group, like a, a community art space, um, as well as more front porch conversations and getting to know our neighbors. Great, great. All right. Well, thank you. You have uh, truly lived up to the superhero title, all of you, uh, in this conversation. We appreciate that. Beth uh, Graverholt from the Blue River District, Marcy Bender from the Missouri River District, Jeannie Kuntz from the Hutchinson and Salina Districts, and Carter Ellis from the Kansas City District. Thank you to all of you for being on Potluck and continued uh, best wishes for your future uh, justice work. is copyright 2020 by the Great Plains Conference. I'm your host, David Burke. Our producers are Todd Seifert and Eugenio Hernandez. Our music comes via a license from First Com Music. We hope you join us next time for Potluck. We'll save you a place at the table. <laughs>